is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode here on the T. Clark Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Tommy Clark, and we are back for another episode of the Nutrition True False with my guy, Karan Hawkins, aka Coach Chronic. In this one, we talked about pre-workout meals, how your body tells differences between different types of stressors, or does it even tell the differences between different types of stressors? Um, find out in the episode. And we also talked about how cooking food may or may not increase the caloric load of the food um, and a ton of other true-false questions that you'll have to listen to the episode to find out the answers to. Um, but yeah, if you guys enjoyed the episode, go ahead and leave a five-star rating and review. That would mean a lot to me. And it would help our show grow. And the more we grow, the more we're able to help people that have questions just like the ones that you have. So that would mean a lot if you left a five-star rating and review. And also, if you enjoyed the episode, go ahead and take a screenshot, post it on your Instagram story, tag me, tag Karan, and let us know what your biggest takeaway was. Um, So that way we know who's listening and we can personally reach out to you and thank you. But without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Boom. (laughs) Wow, it is. Should we include that? I don't know. We might include that. Oh, what it's included. Uh, it's Boom. Included. All right. Well, what is going on, everyone? Uh, we're back. Uh, I'm your host, Tommy Clark, back with my guy, Karan Hawkins. We are back. I've said we're, I've said we're back. Okay, we're going to – this has just gone to complete just – wow. Hey, you know what? We're going to freaking roll with it because they – Are, are, we, really, are we really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I got no shame. There we go. No, we're back for an, I've said we're back like seven times. I don't know what else to say. You know, um, I, I think we're back. We might be. <laughs> Are we though? I don't know. Maybe. All right. <laughs> l- let's give the people what they want. Well, we're back for another true false <laughs> statement segment, whatever you want to call it, uh, with the guy T. Clark Nutrition. Who um, obviously can't do an intro. We'll keep firing on the cylinders. We'll get it eventually. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Coach Chronic, C O A C H K R O N I C, and T Clark. How can they find you, my man? Yes, sir. You guys can find me at T Clark Nutrition on Instagram. Just, yeah. If this is the first time they've heard us collab, they're probably oh, like, who are these clowns? <laughs> they're like, yo, what are they doing? They're just laughing and fucking up intros. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I hope if you're listening to this and this is your first episode of either of our podcasts, we're sorry. Trust us. Like they're usually, they usually start off a lot better than this. <laughs> Just trust the process. The good content's coming in like two seconds. Speaking of good content, um, Mr. Clark. Love the transition. I know. I know. I do what I can. Um, why don't you go ahead and start with uh, the first question? All right, so the first true-false question after this week is you should eat 90 minutes before you train, true or false? Mm. And 77% of you guys said true, and 23% said false. So if you had a gun to my head and I had to choose, like, a time period, 90 minutes would probably probably be it. So, like, good job to you guys. Like, out of, like, the two answers, true would probably be the one that I'd go with, but it depends. It depends on how much food you're eating, how you individually feel, like when you like when you step into the gym, on the court, on the field, whatever you're doing. Like if you feel weighed down and full and bloated, you might want to push that meal back a little bit. Mm-hmm. If you're feeling absolutely starving, you might want to push it up a little bit. Or you could increase and decrease the amount of calories. It really just depends. But as a baseline, like good, like rule of thumb, 
90 minutes um, is usually a pretty good um, rule to follow. I agree. I think uh, this reminds me of a uh, funny stories. I used to play um, ball a lot back in college, um, basketball, and um, I would eat like 10 minutes before. And I'd, ha- I'd like, I fucking like shovel some food and just go <laughs> play ball and feel no different. I it, Like I feel full a little bit and I start running and I feel fine after. And it just like, I feel like I ate nothing. Who, who knows if that's a good thing or not, but yeah, me, I don't know. Some it, people, it fun. some people can do that. I, I feel like if you don't know, it's easier to pull it off. Cause like if once you know, like, okay, I shouldn't be eating right before I work out then like the like one like then like the psychological aspect of it kind of gets in the way but if you're just like right. yeah eat this go out there like mm-hmm. you don't even really pay attention to it so i mean that could play a role um yeah. and some people just handle it better yeah that's very true um can you go into a bit of uh what an optimal meal would be before a workout yeah for sure so um as always you want to have a protein source pretty much a good rule of thumb is any meal you're eating should have a protein source um especially like pre-workout just to spike muscle protein synthesis going into the workout. Um, There you go. And just a good amount to have of protein, probably probably 30 to 40 grams. Um, Again, to optimize muscle protein synthesis. We kind of talked about this on the last true false. Um, If you eat more than 40 grams, you're not doing any harm. It's just not doing any more benefit to optimize it. And eating way more than 40 grams of protein pre-workout, probably not what you want to be doing just because that'll slow down digestion and it'll make it more likely that you'll feel full and bloated going into the workout. So 30 to 40 grams is a good starting point to be at. Um, And then carbohydrates, you probably want to have a good rule of thumb is like, I like to say like 50 to 75 grams, depending on the individual Mm -hmm. is a good, is a good starting point. Um, Most people, We'll want to have carbohydrates before training just to not necessarily like fuel the, I guess kind of fuel the training session, but like glycogen, glycogen replenishment takes place over like a longer period of time. So like right. meal that you eat like an hour or 90 minutes before you train isn't going to necessarily fuel um, your session. Right. Um, but still, I, I like to recommend having carbohydrates before you work out. The only, the only time, like really pre-workout is the only time that I really like exclude a specific macronutrient, which would be fat. Right. Um, and the reason that is, is because that slows down digestion. Just like we were talking about protein, um, a lot of that will slow down digestion. Like fat does the same thing. It um, slows down the time in which like food empties out of your stomach. So if you have high amounts of fat before your workout, um, all your food is going to still be sloshing around in there and it's just not going to be comfortable. And if you're not comfortable, you're not going to perform as well. If you're not performing as well, you're just not going to see the results that you're after. Um, Right. So usually 30 to 40 grams of protein, 50 to 75 grams of carbs, depending on your goal, maybe even less. I don't know that, that one's super individual. Um, And then just really minimize fat intake. Now, if you're getting fat from your protein source, that's fine. Again, I wouldn't like, it's not context is king. So like wild caught salmon is like an amazing protein source, but do you want to be having that pre-workout? Probably not. Cause it has a lot of fat in it. Um, but if you're having something like ground Turkey, which does have a little bit of fat in it, you don't really need to be too concerned about that. Like what I'm talking about, like minimizing fat, I'm talking about like, don't put, don't go put olive oil on your, on your meal. Like 
just keep it to a protein source, a carb source, and then whatever like residual fat is left over, like in that protein source. I agree 100%. And when you actually train, uh, blood is pulled from those organs to go into your muscles to help them contract and move efficiently and you know get that pump you're looking for. So as Tommy said, if you've got food in your stomach and your stomach has no blood to do things with that food and help it digest and um, actually transfer nutrients around to the rest of the body, you're just probably going to throw up. So that's going to get real uncomfortable. Yeah, it's, it's going to get real bad. So let's avoid that at all costs. Yeah. And also, like if you're training in the morning, uh, don't feel the need to eat before you work out. Like if you had a good dinner the night before, like you're fine. Absolutely. Um, if you're looking to really optimize everything, you might want to get like a little like a protein shake or something in beforehand or maybe some like, highly burnt cyclic dextrin uh, for carbs. But you don't really need to stress too much over getting a pre-workout in. Mm-hmm. I agree. 100%. Um, so next question we got, I have a, what's most important or what's more important, excuse me, uh, food quality or nutrient timing? 80% of y'all said food quality and 20% said uh, nutrient timing. Well done. I agree 100%. If you look at the pyramid of uh, nutrition, so to speak, um, food quality is below nutrient timing. So nutrient timing is a, uh, a lower level of priority over food quality. Who cares if your timing's on point, if it's McDonald's and Burger King, like it's not going to really optimize your results or your training performance. You're going to feel like shit all the time. So if you can't get the perfect pro, if you can't get an, um, a protein source right after the gym, that's not really going to uh, slow muscle protein synthesis. Like the whole protein shake after um, the workout is a myth. We talked about this before. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, Tommy, but I think the optimal window is at least two hours um, after your session. So yeah, within that window, if you're, getting, if you're getting something in within like ideally, probably within an hour, like if you can't, like by all means, if you can get something and get something in, but if you can't, like just minimum, like two hours or maximum two hours after you work out should be like when you get that meal in. Right. So, um, if you have the choice again, between, uh, protein from Wendy's right after, or waiting till you get home if you live like an hour from the gym, just just go home. <laughs> Don't get yeah, yeah. Just go home. Yeah. See, normally I would say food quality is more important, but I just put out a blog about nutrient timing, so go check that out. It's super important. Trust me, you're gonna you're gonna want to read that blog. Um, shameless plug. But we have no, our totally, first controversy. <laughs> no, I'm totally one? kidding. No. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Please do not be that person that like took what I just said and go like meal t- use meal timing with, with McDonald's. Everyone unfollow T Clark Nutrition. He's an idiot. Look what he said. <laughs> oh damn, we're just oh my god. From the from the botched intro to this, this is just going so well for me today. This is going great. This is going great. Someone's gonna uh, <laughs> take that out of context and like say T Clark Nutrition know. nutrient timing is more important than food. Rip. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Anyway, uh, nah, what man. you got, man? No, nah, I I agree. Like if you, like if your food quality, if you're not like if your food quality is not like eighty to ninety percent like whole foods, like you have no place trying to like work with like nutrient timing and stuff like that. The only situation where I could see that it could maybe like have an application to like worry about timing rather than quality is like for a highly 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 competitive athlete who is like really pushing the the limits of performance, like a CrossFit games athlete. 
Like I know um, I, was, I was listening to some, to some stuff. I think it was about like, Jason Phillips or something. Like he was talking about how um, sometimes like he he'll have his athletes eat like a cheeseburger or something, like just to get the calories in and just to get the macros in. But like food quality kind of goes out the window. But mm-hmm. I'll bet that there aren't any cro- any CrossFit Games athletes listening to this podcast right now. If you are, hit me up, slide in my DMs, please. I would love to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, but. Um, most people don't need to, um, prioritize nutrient timing over food quality for like 99% of the population. Like you've got to be right. prioritizing food quality. Right. I agree. One hundred percent. What we got next. All right. So, oh, this one's a, this one's a, um, not really a controversial one, but this one's people completely flopped. Uh Oh, because your body can tell the difference between the stress of a workout and the stress of an argument with your girlfriend. Absolutely. What do you, what do you mean? It can tell a difference. <laughs> you got jokes today, man. Dude. What? This is ridiculous. I'm off this. Okay. All right. Man. <laughs> Look, I'll catch you later. All right, nah, too, but, um, <laughs> nah, but let's see. So, yeah, your body does not know the difference between stressors. Like, think of it like a bucket. Like, and each stressor, so like your workout is a stressor. It's a good stressor, but it is a stressor. Right. With your girlfriend is a stressor. Like, worrying about that exam that's coming up at school is a stressor. Worrying about getting a promotion at your job, that's a stressor too. Lack of sleep is a stressor. Um, eating too few calories is a stressor. All these things are stressors. And your body doesn't know the difference between them. Like it registers them all the same. The physiological response to those stressors is pretty much the same. Um, so and that's super important because, and the reason why I, want, I wanted to put this is like, so people understand this, that they're like, you're never going to minimize stress like completely. Like, well, one, you don't want to because stress is necessary for adaptation. Right. But um like you shouldn't use like, oh, now is a like super stressful time at work as an excuse to let your nutrition go off the rails or let your training go off the rails. You should use nutrition and training as a modality to manage that stress that you're feeling at work and make it make you make yourself more resilient to that stress. Mm-hmm. So you can manage it through all those different avenues since your body registers all that stuff the same. So if you deal with stress on one front, it'll make you more resilient to it on another front. Mm. wow that was really well put i have nothing else to add well done man there you go i I made up for that is my redemption for um the intro to this podcast absolutely it it, you've been redeemed sir i knight thee redeemed um (laughs) i will add a little thing onto that and um, a lot of people focus so much on doing so well at work and like being perfect at work that they neglect their health they neglect um, their training performance and their schedule. They neglect their relationships. And when things come crashing down, that job doesn't really matter as much anymore because you have nothing else to, to really live for. So um, balance is a, is a word that's thrown around a lot. And it's hard to uh, balance things 100%. Like you can't go 20%, 20%, 20%, right? To yeah. add up to 100. But balance is whatever balance is for you and whatever stressors, um, are going to be, uh, I, I, guess, I guess you could say like dealt with the best way. So at work, right? If you're 
boss is giving you pressure or you're a stressful project, just take a couple seconds and like step out of the office and just go breathe. Just go meditate. Go, go, go chill for a second and just, just recollect yourself and just detach, right? Like these things are going to help you. If your training schedule is really, really, really gruesome at the moment, add some more recovery and add some more mobility, add some more, some more, uh, just low intensity, just walking around to, to really help yourself get into that uh, recovery mode. Find ways to balance um, sympathetic drive with parasympathetic drive. As Cody said, the uh, the sympathetic uh, shelf or whatever, where you you can't yeah. put more sympathetic on the shelf if you don't, you know, put more parasympathetic or whatever. So keep things balanced so that you're not just like go 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 twenty four seven, or else you will not see results. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, like you got to be you got to like be honest with yourself at what your priorities are. So, like, if you are, like, in a super successful time at work, like, it's probably not the time to be, like, pushing for PRs in the gym. That's not to say that you shouldn't be in the gym and you shouldn't be training. Your training should just look different and complement that. So, like, you can, right. man- like, it helps you manage that stress rather than being just another stressor that's compounding on that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's where having a coach to plan that out for you is important. Yes, sir. Shameless plug. Right. There you go. Wow, we got two shameless plugs in one podcast. How many can we get? Um, <laughs> what do you got next? Book. What? What? What about? Another? Oh yeah, I didn't even mention that. No, we got no. Before we go on to the next question, like tell tell everyone a little a little bit about that. Uh, shameless plug number three: um, Chronic Nutrition, uh, Fat Loss Without Fear was dropped today. This ebook is about creating the mindset to uh, prepare yourself to lose fat, and then. Um, adapting a lifestyle to continue to see that fat loss sustained and maintained. I think fat loss and weight loss maintenance are probably one of the most difficult things to do. Um, most people who lose weight and fat put it back on, and that's simply because they've adapted strategies that don't work long term, and they don't have the proper mindset and relationship with food. So I'm helping you improve that relationship, teaching you real strategies that you can apply without tracking macros because no one wants to track macros for the rest of their life. Some people do. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Tommy just raised his hand. <laughs> but um, for, for most of us, tracking macros is stressful and it doesn't really give us any joy. Um, but I teach you how to not use macros and to still increase your performance and um, still create the steps needed to lose fat. So go check that out on my Instagram at Coach Chronic, C-O-A-C-H-K-R-O-N-I-C in my link tree in the link in my bio. Plug is over. <laughs> Question number two for me. <laughs> What's more, we have so many plugs in this podcast. What's more important? Oh, it's all the content, man. Yeah, content, 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 content. Woo. Um, what's more important, mobility or strength? What so, if I told you they were the same thing? <gasps> Egad, man. How could you? I trick people all the, all the damn time. And what's interesting is I had someone, um, my, my, my friend Sean replied to uh, one of my stories on um, this question, actually. And he said, you know, I think they both have relevant applications for longevity and health. I was like, yo, this guy's thinking. I like this guy. Um, in certain contexts, mobility and strength are the same thing when you're looking at end range control. So um, if you're listening right now, Obviously, you are if you're here. Um, stick your arm out to the side, like just just straight out to your side, right, where your fist is in line with your shoulder. 
and just see how long you can hold it there. Just kind of just like let it chill there. And um, if you want, you can kind of throw a book on there, maybe some hot sauce or whatever. Like that is challenging your end range shoulder abduction strength. Like being able to hold your your hand out there, right, is going to challenge the origin point, which is your shoulder. And eventually your shit's going to get tired. Like that is mobility, but it's also strength. Like lateral raises with your arms straight are way harder than lateral raises with your arms bent at 90 degrees. Like, right. And that's, that's uh, mid range to end range. End range is straight. Mid range is bent. So mobility and strength kind of play hand in hand, but it just depends on the context. Um, mobility can also mean just being able to move through a range of motion with control, right? Strength is not necessarily control. You can go into a movement with a lot of strength, but no technique, right? You can be really, really, really brute strength strong, but you could probably do better if you have better technique. And that's where mobility comes into play. So they kind of mix and match. But um, if I were to say, again, the whole gun to my head analogy that Tommy likes to use, which I actually really like. um, I think you started that. Oh, did I? Yeah. Rip. (laughs) <laughs> uh i think mobility would definitely be the number one priority i think every program should base itself on mobility and range control and range strength being able to move your joints well and just having shit work nice uh to quote my boy ian marco because if shit don't work nice you're going to try you so you, you're going to tell me that if all your joints independently are shit and then you try to put them together and squat, they're not going to be even shittier. Like it, it doesn't work like that. Piece by piece, you got to be nice so that all together you can be super nice. And that is my rant. I'm done. There you go. I got nothing else to add to that one. What we got next? Let's see. We got cooking food decreases the, cap- the caloric load of the food. 41% of you guys said true and 59% said false. So good job. You guys got it right. Um, this one is a black and white answer. Uh, cooking food actually increases the caloric load of the food, not decreases. Oh, yeah. So when you cook the food, it makes calories more uh, readily available, like to be absorbed. Um, so yeah, that's just super important because like this is a really common mistake that people make when they're weighing out their food. They'll weigh it out. They'll weigh it out when it's already cooked. And then they'll mm-hmm. enter it into my fitness pal as like the generic, like even if you scan the barcode of like the, um, the container, like the chickens in or whatever, like that's giving you the raw, like the details for the raw chicken, right. not the cooked chicken. And people most of the time weigh out the food when it's already cooked. Um, so it's just really important that you know, to enter in, like just enter it in the same way as you weigh it out. So if you enter it in grilled, I know if you wait out when after you've already grilled the chicken, look up an entry on my fitness file that says grilled chicken breast. Right. Um, so that way you can get like as accurate of a measurement as possible. Because I think with chicken breast, it's like when it's cooked, it's like 180 calories. When it's raw, it's like 120 calories for a four ounce serving. And right. like it may not seem like much in the acute setting, but do that multiple times per day um, over the course of weeks and months. That's a lot of calories that you're not accounting for. And if you're trying to be in a calorie deficit, like that can easily take a hundred calorie deficit and turn it into a hundred or even more than a hundred calorie surplus. Right. Right. Let's say you're eating that chicken breast, you know, three times a day and you're putting in 120 and not 180. That's what six, 60 times. 180. Yeah. So that's 180 
times what, let's say you eat it every day for seven days a week, right? Whatever 180 times seven is, I'm not a mathematician. It's, it's a lot of calories is the point. So you compound that over months and years, as Tommy said, that's weight loss. Like if you, if you were accounting for that and you were smart about that and took it away from something else, that's fat loss and or, and or weight loss that you're missing yeah. out on. And most of the time, it's not just one food. Like if people are measuring stuff yeah. wrong, like it's all over the place. So like they could be um, forgetting to log their oils. It could be like the same rule for the cook, like cooking food. It applies to vegetables as well. And like uh, sweet potatoes, rice, like literally anything. Like if you cook it, the caloric load is going to increase. So yeah. it's important that you just make sure whether you weigh it, like whether you weigh it out cooked or raw doesn't matter. It's um, just that you enter it in the same way that you weigh it out. Right. Hey, man, you killed it. I got nothing. I got nothing. Sounds good. What do you you got next? All right. My last question for the night. This is the only flop. Well, it wasn't even a flop. It was like almost half and half. So um, I talk about uh, the nervous system a lot and um, the sympathetic versus parasympathetic. So I was like, "I I wonder if they got it yet. So... I said the sympathetic nervous system represents what kind of state? I said recovery mode, and the other option was fight or flight mode. Unfortunately, 54% of you said recovery mode, and 46% of you said fight or flight mode. So um, the sympathetic nervous system is the fight or flight mode, sort of the, you know, rawr, I'm trying to survive and not die and get food uh, drive, as as opposed to the parasympathetic is the, uh, what's called the rest and digest recovery mode where things kind of slow down and um, you are kind of in a re- more relaxed state, like physiologically, your heart rate's lower, your blood, blood pressure's lower, um, cortisol levels are lower when you're in that state. And it's the opposite when you're in a sympathetic nervous system drive because you're trying to, right, You whether, whether it's you're um, about to get hit by a bus and you kind of activate and you kind of move out the way real quick or you're hungry as shit and you're irritable, and your body's like, feed me, feed me, like quite literally, right? So um, it really just depends on the context, but um, they both have advantages and disadvantages when being in too much of one or the other. Usually people are often in that fight or flight mode, like 24-7, as we talked about earlier, that go, 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 go. Yeah. And especially with with the demands of um, certain occupations and relationships, family, you know, the body training if you're overtraining too much and not really giving yourself enough recovery you can see this happen and forget fat loss like you just feel like shit yeah no it's like just balancing out the two states it's like like you said they both have benefits like sympathetic like and um yeah sympathetic does not inherently mean bad like we need it to survive right um and to perform in workouts like when you're training hard like that's what's like keeping you like focused and like ready to go, like to hit a, hit your next PR. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, people just end up in that sympathetic state for way too long. And it's because of all those factors that we talked about before, um, all those different stressors. Um, so like you just, as like, you just got to do the best that you can to first be aware of those stressors. Cause like most of the time people don't even realize like be, sitting, being stuck in traffic and being pissed that you're stuck in traffic. Like, it may not seem like much, but like that's a stressor. And if that's consuming one to two hours of your day, like, and you're spending that time, like hating, like hating where you're at, like, like just pissed off at the person next to you or like that cuts you off or whatever. When in reality, like that doesn't really mean anything. Like you, if 
like just becoming aware of that, you can work to fix it. And instead of like getting all like upset and like pissed off that you got to be in a car for two hours, use that time to listen to a podcast, listen to an audio book, listen to music that you enjoy stuff that maybe, maybe that isn't the time to listen to like Eminem and get in your zone of like pissed off at the world. <laughs> like, I picked the world like, up and I'm going to drop it on. <laughs> <laughs> For real, bro. No, but like just be aware, being aware of it first like allows you to fix it. Like just like with anything that we talk about, whether it's that, whether it's your nutrition, whether it's your mobility, your strength, whatever it is, your sleep, whatever it is, like just being aware of it first allows you to go and like manage it effectively. Exactly. And if you to go into that scenario more, let's say you're you're stuck in traffic and um you're pissed off and you're pissed off going to a job that pisses you off so you're pissed off to go off to a job that pisses you off which is going to piss you off some more so then you go on social media and then you look at people who piss you off on social media right because you, you like their life and you want their life as opposed to trying to make yours better you're pissed off that their life is better than yours quote unquote and then you leave that pissed off job to go home and you're tired. So you're pissed off that you're tired. Like, it's just a never ending cycle. We have to repurpose time in our best interest. And I, like, I really like what Tommy said because you can use any scenario and we practice this a lot. Um, positive focus, right? Just repurposing yeah. things that um, are presumably negative, like getting caught in traffic, getting cut off, um, even as crazy, I know I'm going to sound crazy for saying this, but even, even as crazy as like losing your job, like you have to find ways to repurpose events in your life to make the best out of any scenario, no matter what it is. There's always a positive somewhere. You just got to look for it. But we're too busy focused on, fuck, my life sucks. This sucks. What happened? Blah, 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 that we're missing out on the opportunities that this uh, occurrence might have. I couldn't agree more. It's something I'm actually going to do this week. I'm, I'm going to try experimenting with it. Is doing a 24 hour, just like no social media, like whatever. What? Dude, like, you're going to lose all your followers. I know, bro. It's mind blowing. No, I'm not. I think Saturday morning, Saturday morning, I'm just going to do my posts. And then after that, just peace out for the day and then come mm-hmm. back. So I think Dude. I need it. Like, I'm, because I find myself always on Instagram. It's and amazing. Like, it, it's wild. Like, I know my business is largely predicated on, on that, but like, still it's a lot more time than I would like to be spending on there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, and like anyone who's listening to this wants to join, just let me know and maybe make it sort of like a challenge or something. I don't know. But yeah. um, that's something that I definitely want to start implementing. Yeah, dude, it's key. I, I mean, I didn't do it for 24 hours, but on Sunday I went for a hike in the wilderness and I turned my phone off for like a good five, six hours. And it was unbelievably amazing. No, it's, it's awesome. It was so great. Definitely important to do. No, for sure. I think I'm going to do that and just like binge watch Game of Thrones the whole day. <laughs> it's kind I of just, I just, I just started watching that. Like, finally. Mm. Man, it's honestly, it's one of my favorite shows ever. Like, it's, for sure. It's, I, just, I just started season three. Wow. You got lots got, of work to do. I got, I got some work to do before April. Damn, son. You, you better get to binge and turn that shit off right now. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, man. But, um, oh, shoot, I have one more question. Shit. Go go for it. Let's do it. Um, so the last true-false question for the day is, your body has vitamin D receptors on every type of tissue in the body. This was a very nerdy and sciencey question. Um, 
and 39% of you said true, and 61% of you said false. The answer is actually true. There are vitamin D receptors on every type of tissue in your body. Um, and the reason why I picked this question was not just to make it seem like I know more science. Um, it was to emphasize the importance of vitamin D. Like, and it's something that I think 90% of vitamin, 90% of Americans are deficient in vitamin D. Um, so it's important to like, because that's the case, it's important to realize how important it is. So um, either one, you can get outside more. And even if you are getting outside a decent amount, you're probably not getting outside like enough. Um, so supplementation can be useful, um, especially since vitamin D is tough to come by in your diet. Um, so that's one of the few scenarios where I would just like immediately recommend someone to start su supplementing with it. Um, just because you can't, unless you get like vitamin D fortified milk or like, I think mushrooms have a little bit. Um, but like, it's pretty hard to come by in your diet. So um, either one, just getting outside much more than you already are, or two, supplementing um, with it. But yeah, I just picked this question to really emphasize the importance of it. So what you're saying is Sunny D is not a vitamin D supplement. Oh my God. Damn. I'm not even, even going to answer that one. <laughs> we'll, 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 let the, we'll let the listeners figure that one out for themselves. <laughs> if, it fits your, if it fits your macros. There we go. That's the answer I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been so long, like not going to lie, that, was, that stuff was good. Yeah, it, it, it was pretty fire. Um, yeah. but to, it was great sugar, but yeah, to be transparent guys, I actually didn't know the answer to that one. Um, so I learned something today. Uh, I guessed true because it would make sense from a survival standpoint that every tissue in the body had, you know, vitamin D receptors, but did I know that objectively? No. So it's always nice to, um, to learn something from my peers in this industry. And thank you to Mr. Clark for teaching me something today. Always, man. And I'm always, I'm always learning stuff about mobility from you. Like this stuff just continues, continues to blow my mind and it's slowly starting to prompt me to like actually take care of my shit. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> not being completely transparent. Like that's not something that like I was uh, super like on top of, especially recently. Like when I was playing basketball, like it was, um, it was better just cause I feel like I, I saw more like direct carryover. Um, mm -hmm. Now I still do. Um, but I think it's just because like, I'm not as like serious about like hitting PRs or stuff like that right now that it's like, mm -hmm. I haven't really had the motivation to do it, but now I'm slowly getting back into it. Um, right. yeah, yeah, no, but I'm always learning stuff too. Yeah, man. It's a good trade for sure. I think that just about wraps it up. Do you have anything else that you want to add onto this episode? So you can find me on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the right that's not the right question <laughs> no I, i'm i'm good um thank you all so much for tuning in um we'll make sure our our intro is a, is a bit more on point next time and we'll have uh at least half of the amount of uh shameless plugs we had on this podcast on the next one so um be sure to tune in um i was actually thinking for the next one we could just like talk about a topic like a specific topic like uh you know i mean this is very generic but like how to lose fat. You know what I mean? Like we're just like, we just talk about one specific topic and just really give a lot of value and content on like that one topic. I think that'd be good. No, I'm down. Let's do it. Let's do it. Maybe we could like throw a little, like a, like one or two true false questions and then use the, like use the rest of it to like go deeper into that one specific topic that we plan on. 
Let's do it. Stick Let's do it. True false thing going. Yeah, I do like the true false thing. All right, man. Let's do it. Sounds good. All right, y'all. We are signing off. This is Coach Chronic. Again, you can find me on any Instagram platform. I mean, social media platform. <laughs> hey, Instagram is on, is on PC. Check him out on Twitter. This man yeah. has like every. Like, do your do your tweets actually do numbers too, or is it just like the screenshots of the tweets that you post on Instagram? It's so funny. My tweets don't do shit. <laughs> it's just all Instagram, <laughs> bro. I might get like one like, and it's usually myself <laughs> on t- on uh, Twitter. I have eleven followers on Twitter, and it's like no one does anything with it. It's hilarious. I've been on Twitter in so long. That's it's a it's a weird place. It's a very weird place, but it helps me um, share my message a bit more. So no, uh, yeah, I, I freaking love it. It's crazy because. Um, and we're kind of ranting right right here a little bit, but um, my most popular post is a tweet, like not not a post about like <laughs> which, which one was it the was it the protein one? No, actually, surprisingly, it was the most unsexy of them all. It was the sleep one. I said, oh. sleep is the most important recovery modality, which will lead to more fat loss. Why? And I said, less sleep equals up in cortisol stress. Less sleep e- equals up in inflammation. Less sleep equals down in performance. Less sleep equals you feel like shit. All these variables need to be in check. Hashtag sleep. Hashtag fat loss. I got a reach of 5,348 people. I got 21 <laughs> saves, 146 likes, and 15 shares. Like, what? <laughs> Damn. That's crazy. That, that's always how it happens, though. Like, the posts that you put the least effort in always do the best. Like, when I like back a few months ago, um, it's not my, it's not my most popular one anymore. But at the time, like it was, and like it was just like a random like screenshot of like this inspirational quote that I found on Google, and like I didn't even put a I didn't even put a caption, and it did like well relative to my other posts, it did numbers, and I was like like what the hell? Yeah, <laughs> I must just part start putting out random shit like a picture like a a picture of a uh, sriracha bottle. <laughs> And just, just see how it does. Just, 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 just random shit and just see what happens. No, you, no, do it tomorrow. Tomorrow? You won't. I'll put it on my story. Just but a random... Like, what, what numbers... Like, that doesn't... Like, you don't... No one likes your story. Well, you, you, you could do flame emojis on it and you could do heart emojis. How much you want to bet if I put this sriracha? Wow, people are just like, what are they doing? <laughs> Can y'all leave? I bet if I put this sriracha hot chili sauce on my story i'm gonna get five heart eyes by the end of the day all right let's do it now, right, so you, it. You, gotta, you gotta post it um like tomorrow like after after this podcast drops so like people absolutely actually, people actually have time to i know actually not should you post it now because then if you post it tomorrow people are going to go and do hard eyes like on it oh yeah or either that or they don't care nearly enough and they're just going to listen to what we're or they've already stopped listening because we're just at this point like, you know what I, I am going to do it tomorrow because i want to see if i have any dedicated fans that that will support me hey, in, in my bet to win uh hard eyes on my sriracha bottle so i'm gonna do it tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> all right so yeah for anyone still listening like we appreciate you i know the yeah. past like five minutes has just been like probably Shoot not yeah not what you honestly this stuff's kind of like i feel like people like listening to this stuff probably who knows we'll see oh um yo guys if you enjoyed this podcast 
please give us one of us, whoever you hear it on a five star rating and review um, and a comment. It really helps us. Oh, that's a review. It really helps us climb the iTunes charts and it helps us get our message out there to help more people like you who probably have questions that you need the answers to. And also, if you listen to this podcast, take a screenshot, tag both of us and put it on your story so we know who's listening so we can personally reach out to you and give you our thanks because we really, really appreciate the listeners. Yes, sir. I don't, I don't have anything more to add to that. Um, I think I haven't plugged, you plugged your Instagram a couple minutes ago. I don't think I have. So if Plug you, it, you, you uh, if y'all want to find me, um, you can find me at T Clark nutrition on Instagram. Uh, I do post on Facebook sometimes, not really though. Um, and then obviously on the podcast, if you're listening to this on Quran's podcast, I also have a podcast. If you're listening to this on my podcast, Quran also has a podcast. So yeah. everyone to go listen to the other persons. Um, and yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. All right, y'all. We are signing off. Peace.